Welcome to Beside the Burn for Thursday the 15th of December. You join us as we continue our Advent series, Brightest and Best, looking at some favourite Christmas carols and some passages from the Nativity story. Today our passage that we're going to be reading is actually outside of the traditional Nativity story, but it gives us a wonderful insight, so uh, that will be something different. Uh, Also, we do go back and uh, look at some of the carols again and we maybe just look at a different verse or a different aspect from those carols Uh, and today our carol is uh, joy to the world which we have looked at in the past uh, where our theme for today is let earth receive her king and we're looking at Jesus the best king and we're reading from John chapter 13 which we'll mention in a moment or two. And as we're thinking about Jesus, the best king, we come across Herod again and we find Herod that is not happy that there is a new king on the scene. Uh, The Magi have arrived. They've asked Herod about the king that is to be born. And Herod does not want a new king in his life. Just as often we don't want a new king in our lives either. We don't want somebody taking over as we've already said and thought about on occasions. But the king that we are welcoming in Advent is a king unlike any other king. And so in um, Joy to the World we have uh, this little couplet at the beginning. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room. And it's that dual idea of there being a king coming to the earth, but also then us personally preparing him room so that he might enter into our lives and he might rule our individual lives. After all, whenever we talk about Advent and we talk about Jesus coming and Jesus becoming the king, We can't force the world to accept him as king. We can't force the world to have a new government with Jesus in charge. So the only thing that we can do is to invite Jesus into our hearts and to be king of our hearts. And if everyone who hears the message does that, then Jesus becomes king over all the world. So we've got to make sure that we do what we can and what we're able to do. And then God will work out the rest of it. But what sort of king do we have? Because Jesus is the best king. He is better than Herod. He's better than any Old Testament king that we've ever read about. He's even greater than King David, who is often held up as the greatest of all the kings. So what is this um, king to be like? What will his rule be like? Well, let's read from John chapter 13. And we get a very different view of a king there. John 13 is the passage where Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And here we have the servant king, as we often sing about. So John 13, verses 1 to 20. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. 
Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. So there's our statement that Jesus is king, he is ruler. All things are under his power. And it's the Father who has given him that power. And then we continue in that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realise now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew he was going to be betray he knew who was going to betray him and that was why he said not everyone was clean when he had finished washing their feet he put on his clothes and returned to his place do you understand what i have done for you he asked him you call me teacher and lord and rightly so for that is what i am now that i your lord and teacher have washed your feet You also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So it's interesting here that Jesus is showing himself as king but as a servant king who will wash feet and we've got this remarkable insight into who Jesus is but the most remarkable bit about the story is that he then calls us to do the same that we are to be servants we are to wash one another's feet we're to care for one another we're not to take a high priority place but we're to humble ourselves before him And then verses 18 to 20. I am not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen. But this is to fulfill this passage of scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I am telling you now before it happens so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly, I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. And whoever accepts me, accepts the one who sent me. So this is the joy that the world has. That we have a servant king, a king who is better than any other king. A king that the earth has to receive and that we have to prepare room for him in our lives. And when he comes into our lives, then we also have that joy. Because we have someone who is taking full control of our lives, but who also wants to do the best for us. So let earth receive her king. 
we need to receive our king and his rule will be good in our lives. But how do we know that his rule will be good? Well, because he is a servant. In Matthew 15, we read, Then Jesus called the disciples to him and said, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I am unwilling to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. There's an occasion where Jesus fulfilled and prepared for the needs of those who were around him. He had compassion upon them. This is the type of king that we have. Jesus, the best king. And then Luke 23, And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus has come to die for us, to forgive us for our sin. And that is the joy that comes to the world at Christmas, that Jesus is a better king. Jesus is the best king. And Jesus gives himself and dies in our place so that we can be forgiven. So let's pray the prayer that we have at the end of our reading today. Lord Jesus, we are so thankful you came as king and we look forward to you coming again. Give us grace to accept you as king today and every day of our lives so that we might have great joy and you might get great glory. Amen.